0: Thank you, Joe. We're glad to have you. So if you're curious about what that looks like, Safe Families, Joe will be in the fellowship hall right after worship gathering. So just head that way and turn right, and uh, he'll spend a few moments with you to give you opportunities. So Safe Families is a great way to basically help keep kids with their families instead of having them going to the system. Uh, So they provide some respite care for just a few weeks at a time, welcoming your home, or just a support system. If something bad happened... Uh, in your family you've got a church here that can cover to care care for you or maybe you have family but there's a lot of people they don't have a church family they don't have any family where do they turn and so safe families helps bridge some of that so if that is stirring and you're like "Eh, yeah to learn a little more uh find joe after service in the fellowship hall Uh, he also has a pamphlet uh, if you got one of those you can look at that Uh, there's still some more available. So that's another tool. Also, you should have received uh, one of these. Many of you probably got it in the mail or will get one in the mail. And it's our uh, church at the fairgrounds next Sunday, 10 a.m. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. We're going to worship at the Sangamon County Fairgrounds, New Berlin, uh, with our sister church, Loami Christian. Uh, Rain or shine. So if it's like severe thunderstorm weather, we won't do that. We will communicate that. But If it's just like this, we can make that work. We're fine, okay? We can do this. Uh, So Lord willing, that's the plan. Uh, So take advantage of that. There's going to be someone that's going to drive right here next Sunday morning, and you're like, where's everybody at? We should have someone here and we'll just say, go to the fairgrounds, okay? So meet us at the fairgrounds next Sunday, 10 a.m. Should be fun. Use this gift, use this card to invite someone this week. We really like for you to invite people because it's an opportunity to come in a little bit of a neutral environment. That's a familiar place. They've been to the fairgrounds before. Hey, let's hear about Jesus. So take advantage of that. Also. Uh today, 1230, meet us over at the fairgrounds, and we're going to be in the parade. Look for the white Berlin Christian church van. Uh, sweet, sweet Jean Tolliver put 400 lifesavers on these cards this week. One of our widows. And so, if nothing else, honor Jean and take her gift, and we're just going to walk through the parade route and pass these invites with a lifesaver. Okay, so might actually save someone's life. I'm serious. I mean, invite them to church and uh, use that as a prayer time. So if that's kind of like, I'll do that. Uh, Just look for us at the fairgrounds uh, today, 1230. Look for the white band. Ready for the sermon? Here we go. Uh, I got a new cell phone this spring because they said, your old cell phone's not going to work on the new network. Did anybody else get that message? Like a million times? And so uh, this new phone shows up and I start using it, and this was awful. I mean, I, it was dropping calls left and right. People's voices did not sound like humans, it was like robots from outer space. And I called and I'm like, this is supposed to be better? My old phone, I had no problems with, and now I've got this new, better phone, and it's awful. I don't know if I told him in those certain words, but I tried to communicate that. I made two phone calls to him. After that, I'm like, I'm just going to have to wait this thing out. Eventually, it's better. But you've had connection problems before, haven't you? And the church, historically, has had connection problems to keep people connected and, and coming to the church body. In the last couple of years, it's been a challenge to keep people connected and so I want us to delve into this theme of community today. It's our final message in this series, A Journey of Rhythm. Sometimes this theme gets left out of your spiritual habits of Bible reading and prayer and, and you know, going off quiet time. We talked about journaling last week. But just coming to church, just the, the, the relational aspect is key. And so I want to encourage us, and I, in some ways I'm speaking to the choir because you're here. But there's other people that we've missed. In the last couple years, years, things have changed. And I've talked with other church leaders, and it's similar in other churches. They say, there's still people we've never seen back. Okay, we're not, we need to kind of move through this, and maybe we need to reach out to them, but maybe they've moved on. And so we can't just wait for them to come back. We may need to go get them. But there might be some natural reasons. Maybe it was just time for a change. Sometimes that happens. That's natural. Uh, you know, some of it is just, uh, people just told me, like, we just got lazy. We just got lazy sitting in our pajamas watching church. And we just kind of, I mean, just be honest. And so some of that's happening, but I just want to put out the call that we, we need this. We need this time together. And as we build in rhythms in our lives, I want to encourage us to keep this time together as a priority. And again, I'm speaking to the choir because you're here. But I think we all need those nudges because it's about we're just basically two Sundays away from you know getting into bad habit again. You know, two or three Sundays of of not coming, and you're just kind of it's it's off the rails again. So just kind of use this as a reminder. But there might be someone here uh, online that's just going to you know, say, yeah, it's it's time. And there's legitimate fears out there. I recognize that, but I just want us to 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 buy into this value of. Community, the early church did, and we can see their benefits. So here's a sermon in a sentence. To connect with Christ, we must connect with his people. To connect with you, you say you're going to follow Jesus, we need to follow with his people. We cannot do this on our own. We can't do this by ourselves. And I hear a lot of people say, I like your Jesus, I just don't like the Christians that hang around him. I get that, but... It's like saying, you know, I'll take the head, but I don't want the body. Or I'll take the groom, but I don't want the bride. The church is the bride of Christ. And so uh, to speak harshly against the bride, Jesus takes offense at that. And so I want us to highlight this important value of, of diving into the community of Christ, community of faith. And so it's one of our core values at Berlin Christian Church. We value Christian fellowship. This time together, and it's, sometimes it's Sunday morning gathering, sometimes it's that relational aspect that we want to make sure that people are not slipping through the cracks. Our natural church development friends, Christian Schwartz, he highlights it this way he calls them loving relationships. There's eight measures of healthy churches, and one of those measures is loving relationships. Is there love among the people? And they have two questions they measure this one is how much laughter is in your church? We probably could have some more. I mean, it's not a joke hour, and we're not stand-up comedians, but there should be some happiness and smiles. And It's not a funeral every week. My goodness, okay? So let's have some, some laughter. They just say, how much laughter is in your church? And then the other question is, how often have you invited someone from your church over for a meal or a cup of coffee in the last two months? It's pretty good, talking about radical hospitality. So when's the last time you had somebody over to your house? Or, hey, let's go meet for coffee this afternoon. Or, let's get together. Those are some ways of building in rhythms of community. The early church did this well. And we want to model our church after the early church. So I want us to, to dive into Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. It's in your, your Bibles there on page 884. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And um, I'm going to ask you to stand up if you're able, as we respect God's word today. So if you're able, stand up as we hear God's word. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. They devoted themselves, the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Lord Jesus, we pray that we could be a people like this group. Help us to devote ourselves to your teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, to prayer. Help us to stand in awe of you. Help us to share and be generous to those who are in need. Help us to welcome people into our homes, to eat together with glad and sincere hearts. May we praise you. May we enjoy the favor of our neighbors. And Lord, we ask you to add people to this church family. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for standing. Have a seat. It's good to have those habits. We respect and honor God's word. So I want to encourage you to think about what's it look like to connect with Christ's people. I want to highlight three ways, three, three helpful benefits uh, to connecting with Christ's people. First, connecting with Christ's people helps us. It just helps us. It's good for us. Connecting with Christ's people helps us. Look at verse 45. Actually, let me go to verse 42. so good. Okay. Verse 42 through 47. But they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer. That word devoted is, is that continued steadfastly. It's when we talked about prayer a few weeks ago. It's the same word. Devote yourselves to prayer. Continue steadfastly. Remain loyal to, to the fellowship, to the teaching, to the breaking of bread, to prayer. That's happening today, isn't it? Apostles teaching. I'm not apostle, but we've got God's word here. We're fellowshipping. There's, we have something in common here. We're going to break bread here after this sermon. And we have prayed, and we will pray again before we leave, I'm sure. So, everyone, uh, they, were, they were filled with awe, many wonders. The apostles were doing miracles, so there's, that's just pretty amazing. They were together, they had everything in common. They're selling property, uh, their possessions to provide for those who were in need. Every day they're meeting together in temple courts. They're eating together, glad, sincere hearts. There's just something good happening here. It just sounds like a good vibe praising God. They're enjoying people's favor. The Lord's adding to their number. The church is growing. When we gather with God's people, it's good for us. And I'm thankful as I look back to my uh, church family experience. I'm just trying to kind of think through my memory bank of church families' experiences. You know, growing up when I was a little kid and some of the memories Uh, and as a teenager and I can just think of people especially the the men in in the churches that invested in me think of guys like Ron DeWeese we uh, went on a mission trip to Mexico, I think of Alvin Elbert, who was one of my coaches in high school and was there at church to encourage me during donut fellowship hour I just can remember some of those relationships and we need each other And what I love about the church and what I love about smaller churches, which we're not really a small church, let's be honest, but smaller churches is that we've got grandmas and grandpas and we've got all different generations here. I love that about Berlin Church and the smaller churches, that we've got different generations represented where we've got family. And so if you don't have mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, you've got someone here that can act sort of like that. So if there's voids in your family dynamics, guess what? You've got a family here. Meeting with God's people is good for us. John Wesley wrote, uh, he said, uh, he reminded people that there is no personal holiness where there is no social holiness. So if you're not kind of gathering with holy people, how are you going to be holy yourself? So that, that said, that we can actually help each other Follow Jesus is what it's saying. Another way it was said, this guy by the name of Thomas Watson, he said, associate with sanctified people. That just means holy people like Christians. Associate with sanctified persons. They may by their counsel, prayers, and holy example be a means to make you holy. So if you want to like, start acting better and stop sinning less, then start hanging out with people that love Jesus. They might actually rub off on you and have some of those helpful conversations. So it's just good for us. We need this time. And so as you're thinking about tweaking your rhythms, getting some holy habits, just make sure that Sunday morning or or church worship time, that's non-negotiable. We're just going to be with God's people. And I get it, you know, that life happens. If you're sick, stay home. But it's really nice to those who are online that you could still stay connected. And so those who are listening online, we're so glad that you're connecting with us. And find those ways to stay connected. Take it to the next level. So connecting with God's people it helps us. Number two, connecting with Christ's people, it's good for others. It helps others. Very clear example, verse 45 they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. People say, you know, and then it says that they had everything in common, and people say, well, that sounds like communism. No, they held personal property, and they willingly gave it if they wanted to. They weren't being forced to do stuff. This was just, they were sharing, and it was, they still had personal assets, but they realized, hey, so-and-so needs a new New, new house, or they need some food. Let's get them some food. So they provided for their needs based on the resource they had. It wasn't a force thing. It was just through this, their their heart wanted to do that. So they were helping people. Uh, there later on, it just says you know that there was you know no needy people among them because they were would sell stuff from time to time to provide for the needs of of their neighbors. And so what that's an opportunity for us to, as a church, we can pull our resources like we do every week, and sometimes it's going to go here nearby. Like next week, we're going to take up a a collection for the the food pantry and provide for them. Sometimes it's going to go around the world. Sometimes it's going to provide lifesavers on the back of little cards to invite our neighbors to church. So I love mobilizing the body of Christ to provide needs for our communities. We provided some grandparents this week at the school. So there's different ways that we can go and help others in the name of Jesus. I love 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. I can still remember one of my kids. This was a God Squad memory verse years ago. And they were wanting to memorize it so bad. I don't know if there was a piece of candy for the reward or what, but they really wanted to have this verse memorized, and I've always remembered it. First Corinthians twelve, twenty seven. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. You're part of it. And when someone's missing, we just there's a void there. And so I want you to think about right now is there someone that you've missed? You haven't seen him for a while. Maybe use it as a Holy Spirit prompt to invite them. Send them a message. Write them a note. Give them a phone call. We missed you. See what God does with that. Connecting with Christ's people helps others. You've got an opportunity through, say, Families Today? Follow up with Joe. That's another way you can help others in the name of Jesus. And I love that they're coming to the church to find people to love your neighbors. Isn't that a good idea? Where else would you find people that are going to love their neighbors? It's the church. It's the church of responsibility. That's the Jesus way. We love our neighbors. So if God's stirring your heart so you want to do something like that, find, find Joe after service. Talk to him. Carl Vaders, not Darth Vader, Carl Vaders. That was my attempt at a joke. We need to, some, some laughter here, okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're so kind, you guys. All right, so here's what he had to say. Uh, he's a, a small, smaller church preacher guy in Orange County, which I don't know if they're, I guess there are smaller churches in California too. He's really a, a really good guy. And he's, he, he teaches the, the church. I mean, they have greeters at their church like we do. But he said, it's the church's responsibility to, to take care of that. And he says, every Sunday, I want to encourage the church family, you greet somebody. So have you greeted someone today? Just by, this, this, this is how you greet someone. Hello. Okay. Have you said that? I mean, let's be honest. I know some of you are introverted, but I think we all can at least do a little head nod. Hello. Just acknowledge that you're there. Wouldn't that be nice? Because I, I, you'll hear people, I walked to church, nobody said anything to me. Sometimes they're looking for a way to not have to come back, too. So, But just greet someone. Then, the, then you take the next step. Hello. My name is Warren. Okay, or if you, you know, my name is Warren. What's what's your name? Can you do that? I know I'm. I know I'm. I know I'm asking you to do a lot, folks. Okay, I know. But this thing every week when you come to church, hello, my name is. What's your name? So we're trying to be a gift. G I F T. Be a gift to someone every week. The next one is follow up with someone. So maybe it's you actually kind of made a connection with them and maybe follow up with them during the week. But if you do this every week, you can say, Hey, I met you two weeks ago. I still can't remember your name. <laughs> I'm just at the place where I'm, I'm just being honest now. I just, uh, if I can't remember, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. It's okay. So just say, Hey, uh, how's it going? I saw that, you know, you had your family here. How's school going for them? Just follow up, just a, a simple follow-up question. Every week, try and do that. And then when you're here, thank someone. Thank someone. I get paid to do this, okay? It's my job. Everyone else on this stage, they're just volunteering their time. When's the last time you just said, thank you? They come here early, a lot of times they stay here late. Thank someone. Every week. What would that look like? You think church would be better if we had people greeting, everyone greeting, everybody introducing themselves, falling up, how's it going? And thanking someone. Those are some ways that you can be a gift to make this time even more effective and it will help others. That's to be a gift. Oh, okay, one other... Th- oh yeah, that's... Okay, so connecting with Christ, it's, it's good for us. It's good for others. Number three... It's good for God. We we praise God. We give God glory when we connect with His people. Connecting with Christ's people glorifies God. Glorifies God. Acts chapter two, verse forty-seven. They were praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So this changes it from just being a let's get together and talk to we're here for a specific purpose, a holy purpose. We're here for God. And when we get together, we've got serious business to accomplish. And we still have laughter and fun, but there's, you know... Eternity is hanging in the balance. And so we're going to praise God. We've sung praises. Again, thanks Brad and team for leading us every week. We praise God through singing. We praise God through prayer. There's lots of ways that we can give praise to God. But when we get together, God gets the glory. And so we come for a specific purpose. Donald Whitney writes this, trying to describe the difference between socializing and and fellowship. Socializing involves a sharing of human and earthly life. Christian fellowship, it's the New Testament word koinonia, involves sharing the spiritual life. He says sometimes, no he didn't say sometimes, he says we have become willing to accept it, socializing as a substitute for fellowship. So we're not talking about socializing, we're talking about fellowship, community he says we're almost cheating ourselves of the Christian birthright of true fellowship altogether. And so when we're with Jesus followers, we can talk about the ball game and we can talk about the weather and we can talk about politics, but do we ever talk about Jesus? And we were talk about, how's your walk with you? How can we pray together for you today? What's going on that we can help each other follow Jesus? And that's where we take the step from socializing to fellowship. And so as Christ followers, we are called to praise God, and we can use these relationships to encourage one another to follow Jesus. So what are some rhythms that we can cultivate. What I love about this, do you know what's happening on this this section in Acts chapter two? You go up earlier in Acts chapter two, and Peter's preached this sermon. It's on the day of Pentecost. We say it's the birthday of the church, and he talks about how they uh, they killed Jesus, but God raised him from the dead, and and he pleads with them to repent, to be baptized, to to change their ways, and and to to, to save themselves from this corrupt generation. Verse 42, it says those who accepted his message were baptized, about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So this Jesus life brought together this Jesus people. So what are some ways that we can continue this growing rhythm of community? Because I just feel like our culture is just disconnecting us more and more and more. We've got more electronic gadgets to just keep us... You know, just in our own little bubbles. And we need to make sure that we are engaging with what I say is real-life human beings. I tell my kids on occasion, stop looking at that glowing little box in front of you and look at this human being created in the image of God. They don't really like it when I say that, but I just want to remind them that this is important. People are important. So what are some ways that you can grow in this rhythm of community? Number one, uh, you're doing it, so mark this off. attend worship. Uh, I had orientation with my daughter for college, and they said the number one key to college success, go to class. Should you have to be told that? (laughs) But yes, if you've been to college, you kind of know what that's like. So I would say if the number one key to growing a relationship with Jesus, come to worship. Attend worship. If it's online, get in line. Get online. Engage online. Don't just kind of just soak it in, but you know, engage. Follow up. Submit some prayer requests. Find those groups online. Uh, so, so do that. Attend worship. Uh, number two, for those who are online, engage online. You know, look for ways to get involved. Ask questions. Look for study groups for, of Christians. So, get into a group. Which is number three. Join a group. You know, this is important. Need the big group also need some small groups too. So we got Sunday school classes at 9 o'clock from, for all ages. There's different groups and discipleship groups that we've had. Uh, so take advantage of that and get into ways where you can serve. Get a, a smaller group of people where you can build some of those relationships. That's another way. Join a group. Number four. This is from uh, someone else. I can't remember who it is. Uh, but he says, you should share a meal with someone every day. That's kind of a cool idea. But then some of you are like, "Hey, ain't happening at my house because I'm the only one here. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? So how's that going to work for our widows and our singles? Hmm. I think that's an opportunity for the church to be the church. What would it look like for a family or empty nesters to say, you know what, we're going to call up Widow Jenkins or we're going to come on Thursdays for supper. What would that look like? Think if you're a single person, do you think those long winter nights would be as long or do you think they'd be a little shorter if someone showed up and had supper with you for an hour? That's an opportunity for the church to be the church. I just want you to think about that might be a way to have community. So you think about what that would look like for your family. And then another idea is just have a good visit with a friend every week. I'm working on that one. That one's harder for me. But just to have a good, long chat with a friend. Maybe it's over the phone. But just have some of that community time. If you want to connect with Christ, it's imperative that we connect with his people. The early church did this really well. They praised God. God added to their number daily those who are being saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. And I'm excited to see how God would use that and continue to use that through our church here. And one of the things that they did, said that they devoted themselves, the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer.